Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. This is going to be a slightly different video than usual. I have been going over the Master's Voice blog today, meaning I have been going over old bits and pieces just in my notes that the Lord has given me. These are not things that are going to be published in written form, so you should not have any expectation of seeing the things that I will discuss in this video appearing in printed form on the blog. God gives me proclamations. These are official prophecies. Each one will have a title. Each one will have a date. Each one has a purpose. Everything that the Lord God says has purpose. And so when something is a proclamation, something is a declaration, something is a charge or indictment against any type, person, group, or nation, I put those things on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog. They get published. And then a little while later, as time allows, the video is made. However, things have changed. The videos have somehow come into their own. They are now at the forefront, a faster way to get the word of God out. And the written prophecies will come back. However, I shared recently a few videos back, maybe four or five, that the Lord came to me and said to me that the time has come where he will fulfill all that he says he will do against America. And he said to me at that time, Celestial, all that you have told them and all that you have not told them, I will still do it to them, but you will be responsible for what they have not heard. And I will not be one who covers the sin of a nation as well known as this and so this prophecy is simply going to be called as many like it have been called the many words of god the many words of god i've brought at least three or four amalgam prophecies like this like i said i just go over my notes i will integrate dreams i will integrate the things that i have seen these are my own personal dreams these are things that i never thought i would share but because they contain information that god says people ought to know you ought to know what happens in this country. You ought to know that when you're walking around above ground in your fancy shoes or your Timberland boots, that underneath the ground, certain things happen, certain things go on underneath the soil of this nation. This is a country of almost nonstop murder. And I have seen those murders until my soul was so burdened that I had to cry out to God to have mercy on me. And then he stopped giving me that kind of that kind of dream, that kind of vision. And so I will cover a few things and I will share one or two dreams that somehow came up from the past, came up in my spirit today and then I knew that these are things that I should say. And so I will begin. May 1st, 2023, the Lord says that in the days to come, the law of Moses and the prophets will be removed completely from Bibles. The law of Moses and the prophets will be removed completely from all Bibles. They will remove all books that point to the Messiah. They will remove all books that identify the son of lawlessness. And also they will remove everything that teaches about the end times. So this, this little snippet that the Lord said that the Bible is going to be very, very, very strongly altered is from May the 1st, 2023. But the first time I ever saw this would be at least seven or eight years ago. It's a long time ago that I first saw this. I had a dream in which I saw the new Bible and the Bible was just a little bit thicker than your average men's health or women's health or sports illustrated or any kind of normal American magazine. The Bible was no longer the book that we can say is about this thick. It had gone down to about the size of a preppy, 
preppy magazine. It was not so thin, but it was definitely about this thick. And they had taken out, definitely, I remain, I remember, they had taken out Isaiah, they had taken out Jeremiah, they had taken out um, the book of Revelation for sure. They had taken out First and Second Thessalonians, they had taken out anything that spoke about the end times. So the Bible that was there was just as thin as a magazine, and boy, was that Bible popular. In fact, in the dream, I saw like as if when a trial happens here in America, a very big trial, and, and they bring out the newspaper with the latest on that trial, and you see all these hands running to get the newspaper, so eager to pull it, hands pulling here and here off the pile. That's what it was like. When that new Bible came out, people, people loved it. And it just basically flew off the piles. It flew off the shelves. And this was because this was a Bible that could convict no one of anything. It contained no strong words. It contained no words of conviction. It was basically just a love, love, love thyself, love thy neighbor, love everything type of Bible. And everything in that Bible that could teach you about the end times or that could prepare you to know what the end times contains was gone. So it was a very thin Bible. And now God is saying here that the law of Moses, which is the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, those five will be completely removed from the Bible. And the whole chunk in the middle, the prophets, Hosea, and the rest of them, Isaiah, Daniel, all of that information, God says it will be gone from the middle of the Bible. And why this is so important is because the books of the prophets are one of the most important subsets in that they carry a lot of history. Just like the first five books, they carry a lot of genealogy. The first five books carry a lot of crucial information that is important to multiple faiths in this world, not just the Christian faith. It's important to the Jews and it's important to all the people in the Arab world. They also follow those early books, tracing their history in there. And so taking those books away is, is um, malicious and it's maliciously done. But the prophets teach humanity about the character of God. When prophets arise, it is rarely because a nation is doing well. The prophets could be used by God to steer a nation in the right path. And they could also be used by God to bring a word of strengthening and courage, such as many times Israel would face um, adversity, Israel would face an attack, and then the Lord would raise up one of the prophets and say, go ye and tell the king this and tell the king that. And then the king would calm down, the king would take courage, and then they would be able to go out and fight. But for the most part, the prophets in the Bible, the books of the prophets teach us about the response of our God to human rebellion and sin. And so it is, it is, it is not confusing to anyone for God to simply remark to me on the 1st of May, 2023, about where we're heading. We are heading into a future where pointing out sin will be a sin itself, and you will be labeled the hater and ostracized from society. So people like me will not be tolerated to speak in that future because this is a utopian future and Christianity and all that it stands for, the separation of good from evil and the prescribing for how we should live according to the teachings and the requirements of a very holy God will not be compatible with that world. And so they will simply modify the text of the Bible and make it 
impossible for those who truly want to know the truth of God, to be able to follow the truth of God. We already have a society today. We have a people today. People contact me all the time and tell me, oh, you know, I was, I was watching your video and I was so convicted because I didn't know such and such a thing, a thing was a sin. And I'm thinking, is this person being disingenuous? But as time has passed, I can see that a lot of people have no idea what counts as sin in the eyes of God. And this is because they have not been taught what sin is. We haven't even reached the time where the Bible will be actively tampered with and the pastors and the religious leaders have already failed in their assignment to make the people aware of what offends the God that they claim they're teaching at those pulpits, teaching in these big and fancy churches. You're sitting in a church, whether it's big and fancy or it's small and modest, and yet you have no idea of what pleases the God you say you follow and what offends him, and this is because the teachers have not taught. The evangelists have not evangelized fully. The prophets prophesy lies and things that they claim that they saw in their sleep. And therefore the people are ignorant of what is offensive to God. And this is why God raises up true voices to say that this is not acceptable and that is not acceptable. And now this will not be tolerated. The Bible is going to be heavily redacted, heavily changed. And the brand new thing that we're going to get is going to be mucho popular with the people who will prefer it to a Bible that presents God as he really is. The second thing is this, on November the 19th, 2022, during the time when I was on a break for about three or four months, I dreamt that a new disease came to earth and this disease was very deadly. In my dream, I heard the Lord say, it will start in Africa, but in a short time, just a matter of a few weeks, that disease will spread across to Europe and Africa. Europe and America, pardon me. It is deadly. This is a fever that will scorch people and kill them very rapidly. It will soon come. And as the Lord said this in the dream, I saw pictures. I saw pictures and what I saw was a fever that bloomed like a fast spreading rash across West Africa and Central Africa. And I saw people get sick so fast from this thing and they died of this unknown disease. So it was West Africa, Central Africa and people sickened very rapidly. The spread of this thing was so dynamic. And I saw people die very quickly of this unknown disease. But the Lord was saying as I was watching these pictures of how fast this crisis arose and how ill-prepared people were for it. He said that he would protect Africa and that though the disease arises there he said the casualties would not be too crippling there the casualties will not be many there because the end of this disease will be to destroy in european and american populations he said this is a judgment for the sins that they have committed against me but my hand will come upon africa to protect them and so i saw the numbers of victims that it snowballed and it began to spike into the millions across Europe and the United States. But in Africa, I saw a thick black line come across that continent. And I said that here in my notes, I said that this is the same thick black line I see come over myself when God is protecting me from something. So in the prophecy that is called um, 
disease, disease and something in America, where I say we will come here in America to a time where there will be multiplicity of diseases working at the same time. There's going to be the harm in the arm causing all the outward manifestations of what they will cause. And then there were brand new diseases that kept coming in rolling waves that were called pandemic sicknesses. And I saw myself um, in those times and there was something like a very thick, almost like a double bordered black line that was over me, exactly as if someone took a border and, and drew a thick black line over me. And I saw that over myself as I was going about in those highly infectious and dangerous times. And the Lord was showing me and telling me that I will protect you in those days that will come because it will not be as if people can protect themselves from the kind of thing that is coming. You will literally need the hand of the Lord over you to keep you safe. And so I saw that same thick black line over Africa when this disease came and it curved over the Africans like a hand, just as God had said that he would put his hand over the continent. And I saw that though the disease sprang up there, not too many died of this fever, but when this fever crossed overseas, it was left to run unchecked. I saw high death toll and high infection rates. And I saw also these fat curving red arrows coming out of Africa to show how this disease had spread into Europe and into America. And there were many who passed away in those two localities. And uh, there was a prophecy that I shared last year. I think it's called Behold the Pale Horse Part 2. And the Lord was speaking about the disease known as Ebola. And he was saying that Ebola is no natural disease, that Ebola is 100% man-made, that it is an orchestrated disease. And it was orchestrated by those in the Western world with the direct desire to deplete, hurt, and destroy populations in Africa. But God said that the time will come when Ebola will sit on the plane from the place that they intended it to cause harm, which is in Africa. He said that Ebola will get on a plane, celestial, and it will go right back to its creators. And at that time, the disease will spoil greatly in the Western world, to spoil greatly. I just want you to imagine a cutting blade twirling and whipping out of control just like when the electricity pole has a loose wire and that wire is just going everywhere. That is what I saw. God said, because wickedness intended to hurt the people in Africa and deplete their numbers with this terrible disease under the pretense that it was caused by animals going loco in the jungle and things like that, when that was a carefully crafted cover story to cover a horrible biological weapon that was intended to harm and kill in one locality, God said that that disease would sit on a plane from the place that they intended it to cause harm. It'll get on a plane, he said, and it will go back to them and it will spoil in their midst. And that is what you get for being wicked. The next thing that I found here in my notes is from November 11th, 2022, when I was also away. I was having many dreams at that time about the sexual abuse of children, but I can't remember any of them. And this is a great mercy from the Lord, for I see this thing all the time. But on this particular day, November 11th, the Lord woke me up early and he said, today you are going to pray about the sexual abuse of these little ones. People who touch 
and abuse them, celestial, tend to rape them when they are still very tiny. Today you are going to deal with these people in prayer. And when you pray, and I'm sharing this with you now, because it's very important what I'm going to say next. Many of us do not know how to pray. We don't know what to pray. We don't know how to approach God. Many people are so presumptuous when they come into the presence of God. I look at the comments sometime and I think to myself, Lord, these people are braver than lions in the bush. The things that they say to you, if they had wisdom and understanding, and if they knew that they will stand before you one day and a very conscientious angel is going to be standing there reading out of the books every word that they said to you, it would be better if they were silent and didn't pray at all than to approach you the way they do. The Lord said to me, deal with these people in prayer and make sure when you pray to use this phrase, let the punishment fit the crime. Make sure to say this statement as you pray and hand them over to me for judgment. So whenever I talk about the defiling of minors, the attack of minors, the way that people rape and sodomize infants in this country, I didn't say small children. Small children are different contingent. I'm talking about infants. And I shared a vision here. I think it might be in 2021 in the, in the sin series. The, the title escapes me now. These, these dreams and prophecies are now in the hundreds. But I shared a vision here where the Lord showed me a conveyor belt and I saw children on the conveyor belt and the conveyor belt was taking all these children towards an inevitable ending of rape, sodomy, and death. And I saw teenagers on the conveyor belt. So big boys and girls, 17 year olds, 19 year olds, 16 year olds, big boys and girls. And as the conveyor belt continued to roll by, I saw younger children, 14, 12, and 11. And it continued to roll by, and then I saw people whose age is a single digit, eight, seven, six. And the conveyor belt went down, and I saw two-year-olds and three-year-olds. And then the conveyor belt continued to go down. And I saw people who can only wear those cute little onesies and pampers. And they all went on the conveyor belt. The older children were bound, so they were tied, their arms behind them. Some of them not wearing much, some of them fully clothed, but they were tied and they were struggling and they were in visible terror because they could see where the conveyor belt was taking them. And this is the grown boys and girls who are um, tricked and told, oh, we're just gonna have a wild weekend in Vegas, get a couple of friends. And then they give each of those children $2,000 just to start with. And if you're a young person and you don't know that at the end of the night when you're not alive anymore, that $2,000 is easily taken out of your backpack. And so that's the reason they don't have problem giving you the money up front. They know they're going to get that money back. And if there's a few drops of your blood on it, it doesn't really make a difference to them because they have means of washing that money white as snow and using it to put gas in their yachts. There's an entire tier of people who serve the human trafficking food chain in America. They recruit from the bottom up. They get friends to get other friends. And then when you go missing, they'll just take the money back. So on the conveyor belt, the older children, once you get to those parties, 
Once you get to those exclusive supermodel summer camps that are nothing more than places that they'll bring you for wealthy people to use you and ask you to do things that you will never, you will never be able to get those things off your conscience if you live. The older children can see where it ends up. They always wake up in the process. And this is why God shows them bound by their choices. And sometimes the bindings actually means that they're actually physically chained as they are about to be hurt. And they struggle and they fight. But it doesn't make a difference because the conveyor belt is taking them into the pulper where they're going to lose their life. And then as the children's ages began to get less and less, I was still seeing terror, but the only people who had no terror are the people who also have no understanding. The little ones, two and three years old, sitting up and looking around curiously on the conveyor belt, as God is showing me that the conveyor belt is taking them too, who have no idea, into an ending. Babies so young that they are laying on their back, and still God says that the way to approach is to make sure that you approach him rightly and use this phrase, let the punishment fit the crime, but do people approach God in this way? No, they will hear me speaking of these matters. And then they will say, but why does he allow it? And then they go into the prayer closet and they begin to yell at a person who knows who the human trafficker is, knows where the baby lives, knows everything and is going to gauge and judge all that mass of sin at that time. You march into the presence of a person who knows the exact second that you are going to march into his presence and start demanding answers of him and start accusing him of being an unjust God who sits there, there's no justice in the world. Why do you allow this? And then with this offensive posture, Christians believe that they are achieving something. And this is probably why nothing is achieved because everybody believes that they have the bow and the arrow, but the aim, the target, the skill and the ability to shoot so that it goes into the heart of the wicked as David used to do is not always there. There is a way to approach God. And God will judge all things in his time for God knows the full estimation. God values the lives of these, these that I'm talking about. And this is not limited to children. I've spoken many times. The adults know this. I've spoken many times to adults and not so much to women for we are always raised with these cautions. I've spoken to men and I've said that if you continue to walk around in the street, macho man, with two earbuds in your ears at night, men don't naturally feel fear. The environment that we've come up in doesn't usually lend men to be fearful. Men can walk to the gym at 4 a.m. in the morning if they feel like having a workout session. No woman in her right mind would walk in the street at 4 a.m. in the morning to say, I'm going to work out. Men do this without thinking. But we have come to the era of the roaming sodomite gangs. I did say that I will speak freely. We have come to the era where when the car opens, it will be full of men and you will think maybe I'm being kidnapped for my 401k, but those men are actually interested in your physical form and they will do things to you that cannot be undone. When these vans open, they will take men, woman, and child. And you have seen in this country, people going missing of 
all ages with no discrimination, hardly, between the demographics and the sexes. So if men, if you are not careful, these roaming gangs of men that will now spring up, they have already started to spring up in the African countries. I've received emails. I've received confirming articles. As I give these prophecies, people come forth and say, yes, this problem is true. The Lord is speaking true. It does exist with us already. There is a taste for man flesh that is growing in the earth. And that is because sin is unbridled and sin is about to have its moment. And right now we can see it in the camp of men who say that they are women and we can see it in the increase of homosexuality. But this thing is being powered by spiritual forces that have hatred for you, Adam, and want to destroy your headship in the earth. Adam, male, men, and it will begin to take by force what you are not willing or able to give. And when that thing is taken from you, it is only Jesus that will offer you some form of comfort because he can comfort your spirit, but what your body loses can never be returned to you. A word to the wise, a word to the wise is usually sufficient. So the Lord says that these people should be handed over to him for judgment in prayer. And I hope that this answers some of the questions that are usually in people's hearts where they seem to be struggling with a very curious confusion as to what to do with people who commit these kinds of crimes. So in the Bible, we don't need to ask ourselves what would ever happen to someone who trafficked children or slept with children, but because there's so much sympathy for sin now, in these modern times, people are confused and say, well, Celestial, doesn't the Bible tell us to pray for our enemies? And, and just here is, here is sense, here is wisdom. You are confused now because the act is not before you. But if you were to walk in on someone defiling a child, would you go, sir, I am going to stand in the gap for your soul. I do not agree with what you are doing to that eight-year-old, sir. I feel moved to pray for you in this moment. If this is not the normal response that you would have if you became aware of or privy to the acts in the moment, where does the confusion arise from when you now hear that we are to hand over such people to God for judgment? Children are defiled from the cradle. Their souls are torn and demons enter them from the womb. And as the Lord said this, I saw this. I saw a man putting his body, putting his, his privates into a girl of baby age. And the reason that I know she was baby age is because she was still stuck in the lying on the back posture of an infant. This person had not yet reached the age of being able to sit up and support herself. And a man was in the act of sex with her. And as he did this, the Lord showed me hands, two hands like this, and they tore a curtain in the spirit. And as they tore the curtain of this child's soul, a flood of demons rushed into the opening and flooded the baby's soul. And I wanted to scream seeing that and rip that man off the child, but it was a vision and I was not there. And these are the things that I see. So when I sit here,
here and I'm speaking the realities of things that God has shown me. And people want to protest based on the niceties of society and it's not polite. You really need to ask yourself, what do you think is the Lord's motivation in revealing these things? And what do you think is my motivation sitting here and speaking them to an audience so wide that people are watching all around the world? Does it look like games being undertaken here or things, content that is being produced so people can give likes and clicks and views? I will not cover the sins of this country. God said that all human traffickers, rapists, pedophiles, child abusers, molesters, and the liars who create a network that protect the sexual abusers. So all the way from the, the rings, the rings that are created to enable the taking of people and enabling the attacks on children and, and gathering up the merchandise from other countries, they flow in here to service a very big market, a very big market. And to all of you who are thinking, oh no, this is what they're doing in Hollywood. This is just what they're doing in the bayous of Florida and in the bayous of Tex um, Tennessee, as I shared in, in one of the videos. That they have intricate websites here that have six or seven layers of, of protection. Six or seven layers of protection before you can get to the actual website. And they have complicated URLs where it can be a simple URL of a well-known chain store, for instance. They'll take the URL of a well-known chain store and then they will misspell the chain store name by giving it maybe two O's or two A's or two R's. And they misspell it. And once you misspell it, it's going to a different site altogether. And once you get to that site, it's a complicated process that they'll send you in the email. But once you get past all the firewalls and everything else, you can find every type of human being that is being trafficked into the United States available for sale, male and female. And I said that in that dream that I shared, human trafficking in America or something like that, I'll try and leave all these links in the bottom. It just takes a while to find them all. You can find girls who are smiling and they're happy and that's because the, the head shots and the full body shots wearing skimpy outfits that they they have on they've been told that oh we just need a few shots of you and we're going to try and shop it around and see if we can get one or two magazines to pick you up that's how these girls take these compromising pictures they lack wisdom and they're easily fooled and so they take these pictures and they pass them over to known traffickers not known to them and their pictures end up on these websites where people are shopping for them to rape at will. And then some of the pictures of the women who are there, I saw that they come from Mexico and Dominican Republic and Honduras and places like that. They've been caught. And the titles over their pictures, their pictures are not pretty. Those women have black eyes and they look very sad and subdued and hurt because they've been beaten up by the traffickers and a lot of them have been subject to the male rape of the traffickers before these pictures were taken. And so the pictures will then say feisty Latino mama and things like that. I saw all these things in my dream. God put a man who was shopping on the website right there, an American shopping on the website and I was standing less than a foot behind him. He had one of these massive 
uh, massive screen. So, you know, it's not a normal computer screen. It's when you buy almost like a small TV because he really wanted to see all the pictures when he was doing his online shopping, quote, fingers. And he was buying. He favored the dark-haired women who had already been roughed up. And he was looking at one of these women to buy. There were Norwegians and women from Europe on this site. All of them easily available because all you need to do is once you've been clicked, the traffickers will contact you and tell you, oh, the, the, agency, the agency chose you. So uh, can you be available? And of course, she will come willingly. She will come willingly because she doesn't know that this is going to be the end of her. And so the Lord says this entire network, including the liars that protect the sexual abusers, this is all the parents, as we're talking and saying that people think it's only the elites. There are people who have been sexually abused and their own mother has gaslit them and told them my brother would never do that. I think you just have an active imagination and you've always been a little girl who wants attention. There are families who are hiding generational sexual abuse they prefer to protect the abuser than support and protect the victim. God says all these people, every single person that the system doesn't find or does not prosecute or refuses to punish. So some of them actually make it to court and then, and then it's like it's a smear campaign against the senator and he gets off scot-free. And there's about 18 women in his past bitterly watching that trial and watching him walk free because he has friends in high places, the right strings to pull. God says that he is going to settle all accounts. He said that people should deal with them, even the peeping toms, even this new generation of people that go into public bathrooms and place these tiny cameras the size of a fingernail or less into the stalls to watch people in private act. They put these things in hotels and watch people peeping toms. The old way of peeping, looking through the window is no more. Now you can look online. Peeping toms also cover all the people who go to porn sites and go to OnlyFans and go to sex portals. Many of, many of the people in this country don't know that their daughters are working with emergency services by day and stripping by night. She can't pay the rent. And so she has the job that she went to school for. And then in the evening, she's showing the entire world, including people outside the country, because there is no limit to who can view you on the internet, stripping everything down and making, making her full salary in two nights on a stripping site from the comfort of her bedroom which sometimes she's so young that she still might be living in your house. And so God is saying, this is all the stuff that he was telling me on November the 11th, just personal things to me about how to pray when it comes to the sexual abuse of children, because children who are so young that they can't sit up yet are being subjected to sex from men. And when this happens, the soul of that child, the curtain is torn and demons flood into the opening. So if many of you don't know where the rainbow children are coming from, they're coming from male abuse that happened before. They're too young to remember. They were too young to have memories of this. This is the kind of damage that can happen and completely scatter a person's sexuality when they grow older. They become drawn to men as a man because the first sexual contact they had was with a man.
And so the next part of this prophecy is called until the last day. And I received this October 24th, 2022. And this was just God speaking about America and how she is. The Lord said, America will not repent until the last day, the final day of her judgment by the Lord. She will not repent in a short time. America will become broken down. Her end is near and the time is now for opening her books for judgment. Every sin will be judged. Every poor choice, every evil choice will be exposed and called into question. This nation has soiled herself down to her undergarments. Everything about her is filthy, compromised, dirty. You can read more about that in Isaiah chapter one. I brought that, that scripture many times, many, many times. I have read out Isaiah chapter one up to about verse 10, where it says that America is basically like Sodom and Gomorrah with a very small remnant inside it. America is judged and you who can hear the Lord are to come out from among them and be separate. The land is defiled and even the righteous are guilty by association. And if you want to protest hearing this, please go and read Daniel chapter 10, because there was a man of understanding who knows that even though he, Daniel, was taken into captivity as a very young man, and it wasn't because of him that the sins of Israel had come due and they were taken as captives to Babylon, Daniel stood with his people and when he made repentance before God, he made some of the best national repentance that exists in the Bible. Daniel chapter 10, I think it is, it's either nine or 10, where he was saying to us and our fathers, to us, meaning him and his generation, and then to the fathers whose sin actually caused the judgment. He said, belongs shame of face before you, God. We've offended against you and we've done what was wicked and evil in your sight. He didn't separate himself and said, I've never had an abortion. I didn't vote for Trump. I never voted for Biden and I'm not guilty of anything. Guilty by association, a very old biblical term, which is supposed to trigger and raise up intercessors, but instead it causes people to say, not me. The Lord says anybody who can hear him is to come out from the sins of America and be separate. Therefore, because of guilty by association, they must repent. This is everybody and seek mercy from God. The sin is on them as a people. And please note when the Lord says sin as a people, this is why he keeps saying to the foreigners, I will drive you out. You're not part of this judgment. I will force you to go home to Haiti. I will force you to go home to Jamaica. I will trouble you in America so much that you will let go of these jobs that you're holding on to and you will go back to your country because I have no quarrel with you. I am going to judge Americans. They are defiled as a nation. And unless you want judgment like them, you should not associate with them. So if you are part of that, you that can hear God come out and be separate and if you don't want to be judged like the nation, then it's time, like he said, to seek mercy and repent. He said, warfare will persist to the last day, but it doesn't change the outcome. Yet the faithful will break through all walls and receive what God has for them. The strong will always get their portion, no matter how fierce the fight. And the people who know their God, they are that strong who will do the mighty exploits. And so the people who know their God, 
they will be strong and they will do mighty exploits. And this is just in the Bible. The faithful will be able to break through all the walls and receive what God has for them. And this is nothing else but the scripture that says the kingdom suffereth violence and the violence will take it by force. So with judgment upon the whole land, the wise approach is to not try and deny what the sins are. This is the difficulty with many people. They deny and they say, these things are lies, 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 I say. And yet the Lord says, truth, truth, truth. He says that this is what this country does, that she has soiled herself right down to her undergarments and she is altogether filthy. And this is why he can find nothing to have mercy on. The next part of the prophecy is the destroyer of nations. And this came one day before this time where God was saying that America will never come to full repentance. The destroyer of nations, October 23, 2022. Whoever repents of his sin, I will forgive. And then the Lord says the destroyer of nations is on his way. Vladimir Putin is his name. He will come with a merciless war machine to take the sinners from the land. Captivity is the end of America. Many taken into slavery and there will be nakedness here. For the immodesty of dressing, fornications, perversions, bestiality. This is sleeping with animals. Perversions is all the pride stuff, all the trans stuff. All the really young girls going out with really old men and all the really old women looking for sugar babies among the youth. Every form of a sexually immoral act, this is women who are on their monthly time and seeing absolutely no limitation to intimate activity. This is going on the internet to watch people fornicate. Every sexually immoral act, masturbation, fornication, adultery, same sex, all of it. Punishment of sexual cruelty will be seen in America in the last days. And so I've spoken that you're 14 years old and the best thing that you think is clothing is booty shorts and hardly anything and stilettos. You're dressing like someone off the pages of these magazines that should not be sold and your parents have no problem with it. They're walking in the mall with you like that this twisting of the society and um, saying that certain things are okay when they're not okay. God says that in the end, America is going to be taken captive by this man, President Putin, who's going to bring a merciless war machine here that will take every sinner from the land. America will be captive. There will be slavery here and there will be nakedness here. And the nakedness will be the punishment of stripping people who can't keep their clothes on and taking them into sexual slavery in China and in many other jurisdictions. People in this country who are taken into this captivity, this particular form of sexual slavery captivity, if I can just make my fingers like this, this will be the directions of the winds that such people are taken to. As many directions as my fingers can spread into, that is how people will be dispersed into brothels and forced to sleep with people until they expire. Meaning this is until life switches off in you like a light switch and you can no longer sustain living because your very personhood is being destroyed off the back of the same sexual immorality that you will not stop doing. How many times have I said that if you are not married, you are to keep your clothes on and walk in holiness before God. 
this judgment, this particular judgment of sexual slavery is going to be like a heat-seeking missile. So it's not enough that you hear this prophecy and you may, you may perhaps leap out of your boyfriend's bed and say, no more, Jerome, no more. If you do not repent, the sin is upon you. It is not enough to stop. You have to recant the fact that you were doing it, that you were a participant and ask the forgiveness of God. Read Psalm 51 and understand what repentance is. It has to be genuine. It has to be from the heart and it has to carry with it certain acts that prove that you are genuine when you do it. And so these are the ones that are written down and I will just continue briefly. America is a land where people drink blood to stay alive. So these are things that I've seen in my dreams. I don't know whether it's actual vampirism, meaning I don't know if these are non-human things that are appearing human that have married people, but the Lord once gave me a dream in which I saw a man wake up, Caucasian man, he woke up and he was exhausted. He, he woke up, he was tired and he, he, he did this. He rubbed the sides of his neck and he sat up in bed and he was trying to will himself to feel fresh. He was trying to will himself to feel strong so that he could go and have his shower and prepare for work. But as he sat in the bed, he was exhausted. He put his feet on the ground and he kept massaging his neck and he couldn't understand why he was tired. Over the man's shoulder, I saw his wife. She was awake and watching him with a cross of very seductive witch eyes and also extreme cruelty. And I couldn't understand at first why this woman, his own wife, was watching him with such an evil and yet provocative gaze. And he was sitting there so tired and he had to go to work and then he got up and went to the bathroom. And then that was the end of their first dream or vision. And then again, I saw now, perhaps back in the night, the man laid flat out and sleeping and his own wife feeding on him. She pricked the skin of his neck very lightly, so lightly that it would hardly leave a mark or bruise in the morning. And from that, she was taking her husband's life essence right out of his veins. This woman that this man was married to was feeding off him. And this is why he was perpetually tired and perpetually drained because he was nothing more than a rat in the house of a cat, a feeding source for his own wife. I saw another dream. I would take it as far back as 2017. There are blood camps in America. All this plasma that you think you're giving away to help a person that ends up in a car accident or someone who has a terrible situation and needs to receive blood, a lot of the blood plasma in the United States is going into something that I will simply call a blood camp. And who is in the blood camps? Rich old people. The blood goes to blood camps. And wealthy people in what looks like private retirement group homes that are right on the waterfront, prime pieces of real estate, very private, what I saw is I was standing many feet away and I'm very glad that God put me a good distance away. And I saw something set up that was almost like the first layer is the beach. So I want you to imagine that you're standing very far away and you can see the blue of the sea and the beach is there. And then I suddenly want you to imagine a little kiosk 
very long, a long kiosk. Um, let's say, I don't know how many feet, but it was definitely a very long kiosk that had different stations. So you're seeing the beach past that kiosk and it's well shaded. And at the first step, there are people who walk in wheeling metal gurneys that are full of blood bags. So these are blood bags that people have given at all the blood, blood centers and the hospitals and wherever it is that people give blood. The first station is where these metal gurneys are unloaded. So they're unloaded right there in the open. This is not a place where the process needs to be hidden from the end users. The end users are in that camp because they want the blood. So th the reason they're paying whatever high amount of retirement money to stay in that place is because they will have access to fresh, uncontaminated plasma. And no one needs to hide from anyone. The workers don't need to hide what they're doing and the retirement old people don't need to hide what they're doing. Everybody knows that it's a place where people drink blood. So, thank you, Lord. The blood is unloaded off the gurneys and then it's put into into trays i guess it's put into trays still in the bags and then at the second station is where the smoothies are made there is a fruit that when it is mixed with blood it takes away the redness of blood now i've never seen anything that can take away the redness of blood because even when there's blood at crime scenes and blood wherever it may be the blood is just there. Even if you mix blood with water or anything else, blood is such a powerful substance that it will color anything red and you will see that there is blood here. But there was a fruit, a certain kind of fruit, and I don't know what it is. When that fruit is put along with the contents of a blood bag into a Nutri-Bullet, that fruit neutralizes the color of blood and the smoothie does not come out red. It comes out the color of that fruit. I do not know what that fruit is. It was simply being loaded into the Nutri-Bullets and then the contents of a bag poured in, blended, and then it would be cupped and covered with a lid with a straw and then it would be moved over to the next station where the retirement people were getting their drinks. And when they would get their drinks, they would then spread out and sit on these little lounge chairs under... Um, under umbrellas and then they would sip that revitalizing tonic and they were in that camp taking this raw plasma to stay young to stay alive this is in America this dream is I would just say it's from the year 2017 the next dream that I had is towards black people and um, in this dream, I saw something that I have never seen before, and I pray that I will never see it again. And it was from this dream that the Lord taught me about something called melanin. I think I've only spoken about it once, and God was making me to know how prized this thing melanin is, in that it's, it's an extreme rejuvenator. It keeps the body young. It slows down aging. It just is a refresher. I don't know much about it scientifically. I wasn't moved to dig too deep into this because this thing that I saw, God put me in a room. And I will just call this the dream of dehydrated black people. 
A dehydrator is different from being dehydrated. Dehydrated is when you haven't had enough water and you, you can still look exactly the way I look. You can still look the way you look, but you just, you feel tired because your, your cells lack water. So you need water. A dehydrator is a particular type of thing that is built and you put flesh into it, usually animal flesh you usually put cows into it or you put sheep into a dehydrator um, when you've prepared them obviously when you've shaved off all their wool or you've taken off the cowhide and you just have the meat and then you can put the dehydrator on and a dehydrator works with extremely high temperatures but it doesn't work with moisture so just like dehydration dehydration means you don't have enough water a dehydrator is something that uses powerful waves of hot air, dry heat to dry meat. God put me in a room where I was not affected, but I was standing inside a room and looking at about 40 black people, stark naked, dying in that room inside the dehydrator. They had been put in there without water and they had been in there at the time I was in there. They had been in there for maybe three days subjected to this supreme intense heat with the purpose that they would literally dry and, and turn into human raisins. And the knowledge the Lord put in my heart was celestial. Different types of death affect the human body in different ways. And this chemical inside the body that black people have that actually gives them the dark pigment, the, the almost uniform dark pigment of the eyes, of the skin, and of the hair, this thing called melanin is extremely prized as a life extender. And those who know what this thing does, those who know how to extract it and know that it extends life and also melanin can bring back youth if you consume enough of it. This is the understanding that I had. But you can't destroy it by, for instance, shooting a person in the head. The person dies and the thing that produces the melanin, I guess, is, is just off with the death, it's off and you won't get the benefit of it. But if you can take life away so slowly that this flesh with the blood in it living and all that is inside, all these chemical compounds inside us that I have no knowledge of, for I am not a scientist. If you can take away life in such a way that you preserve it exactly the way you preserve a fig or preserve a raisin, then when that body is consumed, it will be rich with the melanin and you can have that. And so long story short, the Lord put me in a room with about 30 or 40. These were all full adults, no children. These are fully grown men and women, stark naked. And they were so weak that some of them had fallen by the door where they had been trying to find a way out. Some of them had fallen at all different points of this completely sealed, boiling hot, because a sauna is different. A sauna, you can put water in there. It was worse than a sauna. It was so excessively hot. They had fallen and they were in the last stages of life around the third day. But the worst thing in that room was the fact that inside that room was a locked and sealed freezer. 
And inside that freezer were all the people who had already passed on, had been put in there to now preserve them fresh. This dream was also 2017. This is the United States of America. I have no interest in who believes and who does not believe. The entire purpose of my life at this point is that the truth will come out so that it can be heard. For when the judgments come, it must be impossible for America to say, we did not know. You will not be able to say, we did not know. We did not know is different from we did not believe. We did not know means the, the evidence, the information, it never hit our ears. No one told us. Great was our sin, but we never heard it. However, we did not believe is, is each person's preference, each person's situation. That means you did hear, but you chose not to believe. And that situation does not involve me at all. This one, we did not know. That involves me. For if no one speaks... How will they know if no one is sent to them, but someone has been sent? So once I speak, the burden, the requirement upon me is removed immediately. Whether you believe or, does not, or do not believe, that does not involve me. This is the Master's Voice Prophecy blog. I will stop this here. I literally will stop this here. I'm Celestial, and thank you for being with me. The Master's Voice is available on multiple platforms. I strongly advise those who are new, there is a lot for you to catch up on. I strongly advise all who have come to this blog, whether you are new or old, to go and watch the prophecy that is called Blood to Drink. Blood to Drink is a prophecy that contains almost every single thing I've said in this video, especially about the last 20 minutes part. Blood to Drink contains all this that I've said and worse. So if you are looking for a second witness, no prophecy will cover what I'm saying here like that one. Another prophecy that you can listen to or watch that covers what I'm saying here is called to put out their light. It's the revelation of snuff films that I was led into by God in 2021 to put out their light, what you never heard before. And another prophecy that compounds what I'm saying here is called altars. I will endeavor to leave all those links in the description box. I'm Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog. Until I see you again, goodbye.